everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, gathering place. Y'all asleep. I said good morning, gathering place. There we go. All right. If we can, if we can get some of uh, whoever's out in the foyer, whoever's in the back, uh, y'all can go ahead and start making your way in here. Uh, we do appreciate it. So welcome to the gathering place. Uh, this morning is a little different. It's a little more busy, as you can tell up here. Uh, but we are excited for what God is doing. Uh, I'm going to ask everybody to go ahead and stand to your feet. Unless, you know, you have a medical issue, that's fine. <laughs> it's not like, a, you know, a commandment or nothing. But, uh, uh, but we are going to worship God. We're going to just praise him. Um, I just want to make sure you guys understand that they're not the perfect and best musicians or vocalists out there. But they love Jesus. Can I get an amen? Yes, yes. But they love Jesus. And so... Uh, they're going to worship with all of their hearts, um, and it's going to be amazing, and it's going to be good because it's going to be amazing to God. It's going to be good to God because he absolutely loves them, and he's in love with them, and I am excited to be able to worship this morning and being led by our very own students. Uh, we know that this is an amazing, amazing opportunity. We know that this is not normal. It's not the usual, uh, and most churches around here would probably never allow it, but we're not most churches. We love God. That's right. We love God. We love people. We love our students, and we believe that they are the now generation. Amen? So we are excited to get started. Amen. Let's praise God.
of heaven. Hey. Always open like 7-Eleven. I'm coming through now, we gon' come in and blast hey. Coming hey. down like Mount Sinai. I'm coming through when we gonna triumph. Hey. Triumph in my king of the heaven. Come on. Yeah. Jesus. When I'm coming through fast now, I get hey. that cash now. Yeah. Hey. When I'm running it back now, I hit him with threes now. Hey. Jesus. Yeah. I was a slave to sin, but now that I'm free, man, I'm a free man. Yes. I can all be set free. All y'all is set free. Ain't no lie hey. from that devil. Hey. Always gonna bring the shepherds. We digging yes. up them grace for yes. our old men Jesus. to be dead and Come. our new men hey. to be raised. Hey. New men hey. to be raised. Yeah, hey. my God is the realest. Hey. The realest. And you feeling? Yes. That how you feeling? Hey. That we praise. Yes. That we praise. Come on. Yeah. Let's go to the yeah. left. Come on.
Come on, you are love. You are love. You are the light. You are righteous. And that's what he's crying out to you this morning. You need to hear that because you asked for it. You said empty me. And he said, I'm going to fill you up with every bit of me that will squeeze into your body. And you can have as much as you want as long as you simply keep asking for it and walking in it. So come on.
for what you're doing in the in this room and these in these hearts father we thank you for what you're doing with our students and and in this ministry lord we just love you and we surrender everything to you so father have your way in jesus mighty name and everybody said amen come on one last time give them what he deserves yeah yes 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 Woo, what a good morning come on we got mike still on there we go there it is there it is hey uh wow Hey, can we give it up for our students for coming up here? Come on. So good, so good. Hey, we're going to transition out. Take a little bit of time. Say hello to somebody you had not seen in a while. Come on, we'll be right back.
that's normally how it goes. It's a good morning gathering place. All right, hold on, let's try this. God is good. And all the time. Amen. And now I know y'all are awake. Okay, welcome to the gathering place. Uh, we are excited for you to be here this morning. Uh, thank you for encouraging our students. Thank you for being a part, for engaging. Uh, they did so, so awesome. I want you to know that, like, towards the end, like, most of that was not rehearsed or anything. Uh, they just worshiped. Uh, and I am so thankful. I think that's the, mo that's the thing that I'm the most proud about, that they just let go and worship. Um, and it's so hard to do, but it's so beautiful to see. Uh, so I'm really excited about that. Thank you for being here. Uh, I have a couple announcements. My name is Pastor Kevin. I'm the associate pastor here at the Gathering Place. Uh, <laughs> thank you, thank you. With my uh, beautiful wife, uh, Miss Crystal, wherever she's walking around. Uh, but you can't miss her. She's, she's a beautiful Mexican lady. Um, <laughs> all right, let's get started. So a couple of announcements. Uh, we do have a baby dedication. That's the 10th of July. Okay, so if you know somebody or somebody within the church, uh, baby dedication is the 10th of July. Okay, uh, another big thing that's actually a little bit before the baby dedication, but put that in your calendars, uh, is the night of worship. Okay, so we have a night of worship. That's right, on Friday the 24th. Okay, so that's not this week, but the next week, next Friday. Not the one coming, the next one, the 24th. Uh, we are excited about that. We want you guys to invite your friends, your family. Be excited uh, because we're really, really excited. It's going to be with uh, Mark Casto and his team, some of his team members. Uh, I think they used to be with the Summit Church. They were part of, like, uh, all sorts of people. Anyways, biggest thing you need to know is they're awesome. They love Jesus, and it's going to be great in here, okay? And we are excited to be able to partner with them and to just uh, worship our king together. Uh, and, we, of course, we're going to continue to invite the other local churches and just do life with them and just have a great, great time in here. So that is June the 24th, okay? Uh, and now the next day, which is that Saturday, the 25th, I want you to make sure you write that down. So 24th, night of worship, 25th, that's Saturday. Uh, in the morning, we're going to be in here. It's going to be a more of an intimate time with uh, Mr. Mark, uh, and it's going to be awesome. He's going to be able to share in a more intimate way. Probably have a Q&A afterwards as well. Uh, and so it's going to be really awesome to, to just be in here and do life with them. Um, they're, they're really great. They've led worship. They've done a bunch of stuff. So, um, But, again, I always lead with the most important thing is they love Jesus, okay? Uh, so I'm excited about that. I cannot wait for that. Um, of course, our normal services, we still have the Monday night prayer. Uh, we have our Wednesday nights. We have the 252 Unplugged with the kids. 6 p.m., amen, and then we have the um, Gathering Place Student Tribe right here. <laughs> yeah, the students are hype. Okay, yes, yeah, so uh, that's at 6 p.m. as well. Uh, if, listen, no one can do life alone, so I just want to encourage you to get plugged in, encourage you to get plugged in, uh, whether you have a kid or a student or a, an adult. You know, we have Monday night prayers. We have Sunday morning kingdom classes, so just get plugged in, get involved. Uh, you cannot do life alone, and that's one of the biggest attacks of the enemy, right? So um, I believe, is that it, Pastor DJ? You good with that? Anything else? You sure? Okay. All right. All right. I wanted to make sure, I wanted to make sure that was good with Pastor DJ because I have another announcement that I'm really excited about, uh, and I didn't want to miss anything. So um, the Pavilion Village, okay, the Pavilion Village is an orphanage in uh, Kenya, Africa, that the students, we really led the way, okay? Uh, me and um, uh, 
Pastor Crystal, wow, I forgot my wife's name. Uh, me, <laughs> me and Pastor Crystal have been involved with them for a while, and we love them. We love their hearts. We know the pastors that founded it, and so they've always been in our hearts. They have about 28 uh, kids, and so, um, you know, we've just always given to them and given to them, and we've given to different organizations as well, uh, but we just, we knew these, you know, these people, the director, and we knew the pastors that founded it, and so it was a little more, it was just different for us, so we wanted to give in a place where we can actually communicate with them, talk to them, see how the kids are doing, right? And a lot of you guys have been a part of that. We got them shoes that one year. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, you guys did that, and they were so grateful. Uh, and uh, so I got the opportunity to speak to the director, me and uh, Pastor Crystal, and it was just an amazing, amazing time, and he was so grateful. He was so thankful for you guys, for you. Uh, and so as we continue to partner with them, uh, we were – you know, we, we got them a playground. If you didn't know, the students right here, these students, right, they got together. That's right. They got together. They worked hard, and they, they raised enough money, and we got them a playground, okay? And so and, and they were just really, really excited. And now we're continuing that work, and now we're saving up for two milk cows. So praise God. Um <laughs> I, I mean, I know it's weird, but they, the, one of their biggest needs is milk because it's expensive. So the students, right, well, the students were like, hey, let's get them two cows. So uh, we're excited to be partnering, uh, partnering with them. Uh, but I also have a spe uh, special message um, specifically for you students, but also for the entire Gathering Place Church. Uh, we love you guys. Go ahead and uh, play that video. bless you. God bless Kenya and God bless America and God bless the gathering place. Thank you very much. Man, that's so awesome. So I'm sorry, they're actually up to 36 kids now. Um, but it's so awesome to see someone, you know, in Africa, Kenya, Africa, thanking our students, thanking you guys for leading the way and making it possible for them to get a playground and now we're going to you know raise some other stuff but continue to encourage the teens continue to help them and support them because god is moving amen amen and i'm so i'm just really excited guys i really am uh, i want to thank uh pastor dj first off for allowing this to happen today 
Uh, you know, this doesn't happen without a lead pastor who has a heart of gold and a heart of God to allow this to happen. Amen. You know, most pastors would be like, well, what are people going to think? You know, maybe somebody won't come back next week. Maybe this, maybe that. Uh, that's never a thought in Pastor DJ's mind. Uh, he just loves God, and he loves our students and our children, uh, and he believes in them uh, just like God does. Uh, and so we're excited about that. We're excited, and I thank you, Pastor DJ, for this time. Thank you, Pastor Jules. Um, you know, it's, it's hard work. It is. It really is to allow this to happen. So without further ado, I want you guys to get on your feet, put your hands together for our next two guests. If we can get Aiden up here and Brandon up here. All right. I am excited for these two young men. I'm excited for these two young men to be here today. Uh, so I am excited for them to be here today. Uh, they are excited. We are excited. They've been working on a word. Uh, they've been just allowing God to speak to them through it. Uh, originally, I was going to stay up here, but you know what? I decided they got it. They're good. Um, for any reason, they mis mis say something, misspell something, somebody's name, they butcher somebody's name. Oh, well. Um, you know, the, the, the key is that these young men are bold. They're, they're, they're brave enough to get up here on a Sunday morning and give a word from God. And that's really all that matters. So I'm going to go ahead and pray, and then I will give the mic all over to um, these boys. God, I thank you so much for these boys, these young men, God. God, we thank you. Father God, we thank you. Church family, go ahead and uh, put, just stretch out your hand to these boys. God, we thank you for these young men. God, we bless them in the name of Jesus, God. We just ask, Father, that it would be all of you today, none of them. God, that you would fill them up with your Holy Spirit, God. That you would anoint them, Father God, to speak, Father, the words you want them to say, God. Father, I ask for authority. I ask for power as they speak, God. I ask right now in the name of Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, right now would flow through these boys and would deliver a timely word to your people, Father God, in the name of Jesus. And everybody said... Amen. All right, give it up one more time. Um, Y'all can hear me, right? Okay. All right. Um, well, my name is Aiden Outlaw. Um, I have, shout out to Isaiah for that one. Um, I'm 14. I go to Hopewell High School. I'm thankful and I'm very blessed to be here. It'll be a year this year being at the gathering place. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to pass this one. Hello, my name is Brandon Hall. Uh, thanks, guys. I've been going to gathering place for about three years now since I was 15. And I go to school online at Alabama Connections Academy. Can't wait to get in this word with this awesome guy right beside me and uh, preach a little bit with him today. All right, all right, all right. Um, we're going to start at 1 Kings chapter 19, and we're going to start at verse 7. The angel of the Lord came back a second time and touched him and said, Get up and eat, 
for the journey is too much for him. So he got up and ate and drank, strengthened by that food. He traveled for 40 days and 40 nights until he reached Horeb, the mountain of God. There he went into a cave and spent the night. Now, when we stop right here, we can skip over something really important right here. He, all it took was this meal and he traveled for 40 days and 40 nights. There's no, there's no human ability that can do that. So it's only by the power of the Son of Man that gives us this. And when it says at the end, there he went into a cave and spent the night, that was his journey into a, not a permanent home for him, but a home that he can stay where the Lord has his hand over. Some of you are traveling just like he was and are finding that place that the Lord is putting his hand over. So the Lord wants you to know that all it's going to take is your trust and your faith into him. Right, right. came to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? He replied, I've been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, torn down your altars, and put your prophets to death with the sword. I'm the only one left, and now they are trying to kill me too. Now, when I read that, I see that he says that he's the only one left, and sometimes I feel like we think through our worst times that we're the only ones left. There's no one around and we just have to remind ourselves that we're not alone even if we think we are we still have God so I just think that was also a really beautiful way you know one of the uh, biggest attacks the devil wants to put over us is to is to isolate us so when he can take us out of a state of being in a relationship with God and doubting him, that is when he gets a chance to say, maybe you will bow to me now that you're alone and that you need another savior. Mm. Let that one uh, sit with y'all for a second. So then we'll, uh, verse 11 says, the Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Here comes the good. Hey. Mm. Y'all going to like this one. Mm. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And then after the fire came a gentle whisper. Sometimes we think Jesus is going to come in one way, but he comes in another. 
But he knows he knows that his grace is efficient enough so that when he comes in in a gentle whisper, when you expect him to come all out right here, that gentle whisper can be like a roaring lion. I love how after all that, after all the earthquakes, after all that is just this fire that came out, he comes and speaks in a gentle whisper. Right. That shows you how much he loves us. That's right. yes. That his, his love for us is like an earthquake. It's like a fire that just bursts out. We're gonna go on to we're gonna go on to verse verse fourteen. Thirteen? Yeah. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. Then a voice said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? pointed something really good out to me uh, when we were going over this. Did the Lord go into the cave and get him to come out? No. He met him halfway. Sometimes the Lord knows that to get you to move, you're going to meet him halfway. Right? Sure, in the spirit, God expects more obedience out of us. As he expected out of him to come out of the cave to him. Because he was not in his immature state where he went would go in and get you. He said, come, come. replied, I've been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, torn down your altars, and put your prophets to death with the sword. I'm the only one left, and now they're trying to kill me too. So with this, he is now telling the same story again, as he said before. And I think what was happening here is that God's trying to see if he changed. He's trying to see if his story changed at all, if he changed at all throughout what what has happened to him so far. And I think throughout our lives, God tries to see how we've matured, how we've changed over the course of our walk with him. I just think that sometimes we just have to follow him blindly in order to get to where we want to go. And that's the real part. That's the real, the real test. Mm. That was good. That was really good. <laughs> right? But if if we sit and we think about this, okay. He is scared right now. I'm going to be honest. He's probably 
insane right now. He's probably using the restroom on him right now because he's got he's got basically a whole nation after him. He's we the thing is is that how can we be scared and still follow and believe and trust in God even though we have these emotions that are running through us? How are we are we going to put this above God? Or are we going to give it to Him and say you're above it so that you may have it and cast it as far as the east is to the west is? So, um, we're going to go to uh, verse 15 said, the Lord said to him, go back the way you came and go to the desert of Damascus. When you get there, anoint Hazel, king over Aram, also anoint Jehu, the son of Nimshi, king over Israel, and anoint Elisha, son of Shaphat from Obel Meholah, to succeed you as prophet. So what he is saying is, I've got a plan for you, whether you know it or not, and now I'm speaking to you, now you need to hear me and obey. Hear him and obey. That is our first reaction to the Lord, is to hear him and obey. I'm going to say it one more time. Hear him and obey. So when... Y'all want a woman to? Okay. All right. Hear him and obey. Right. So when we hear him and obey, that is where the Lord can say, Job well done, my good and faithful servant. For the Lord is putting his trust in you, even though we are human. We sin. We're not perfect. But we're still children of God, and the Lord has never disowned us from that spot. Hmm. I'm going too far on my hands. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Let's go on to let's go on to verse 17. Jehu will put to death any who escaped the sword of Hazael, and Elisha will put to death any who escaped the sword of Jehu. Yet I reserve 7,000 in Israel, all whose knees have not bowed down to Baal, and whose mouths have not kissed him. Seven thousand in Israel. Man, I just think sometimes that the world wants us to bow down, and we should not bow down. We will not bow down to the world, only to the Lord. We serve one master, one God, and so seven thousand Israels, Israel. Yeah, Israelites, thank you. Those who have not bowed down, they said they would kill them. I got you. Um, Pastor Kevin calls this kingdom connections. Now let me tell you why. Ooh, man. Elijah, even though he may not have been in that place, he still never bowed. He said, he said, I'm following my God. And those 7,000 in Israel that was placed on reserve said, we're doing the same. We're doing life together whether you know it or not because I've got a plan and a connection for you. Mm. 7,000. Well, if we take the number seven, I, I did a lot of 
studying on this number. Seven is the perfect number. You take any other number but by one, what can go into it? It can't. But the one is the Father, and the seven was us. And it was meant for us to be perfect through Him, through Christ Jesus. Mm. Those whose mouths who have not kissed Him, who have not bowed, they became martyrs. Some people did. Mm. Because it's just like he said, it's if you lose your life here, you will gain it forever. Mm. So we're going to the call of Elisha to verse 19. So Elijah went from there and found Elisha, son of Shaphat. Then he was plowing the twelve yoke of oxen, and he himself was driving the twelfth pair. Elijah went to him. Elijah went up to him and threw his cloak around him. Elisha then left his oxen and ran after Elijah. Let me kiss my father and my mother goodbye, he said. Then I will come with you. Okay. Sounds like you're not hearing what I'm hearing. What I'm hearing is the Lord has created a spiritual father for him even though he has his physical mother and father present with him. Sometimes the Lord can make those out of people we, we don't even know. It's very true, the statement, God moves in mysterious ways. So... He was doing his job. But that was the new call to his new job. You want me to read the rest? Alright. Alright. We're going to go on to read. What was it? Verse 20? Elijah then left his oxen and ran, ran after Elijah. Let me kiss my father and mother goodbye, he said, and then I will come with you. Go back, Elijah replied. What have I done with to you? So Elijah left him and went back. He took his yoke of oxen and slaughtered them. He burned the plow equipment to cook the meat and gave it to the people, and they ate. Then he set out to follow Elijah, but came his servant. Now with that... He burned basically everything he had just to go. And in a way, as he burned everything, we should be burning our past away so we could go to our future with the Lord. Leave everything behind because what the past is is the past. God doesn't see you from your past. He sees you as you are now or going to be. Tell him. Tell him. Tell him. And with that, he set out with Elijah and went and became his servant. Now, he didn't have to, but he did because he loved God. He wanted to go with Elijah. And I just think that's a really beautiful story, really awesome passage. Mm. Well, like I said earlier, he was doing his job. 
he was all the equipment, everything, all right? That was his job. The Lord calls him, I want you to hear this, the Lord calls him and says, I have made you to do this. That was him cutting off his past, and that was him saying, you will be born again. Born again. Well, when we're born again, we don't follow our past. We don't follow what we used to be. We don't follow what the world tells us to follow. We follow the one true God that was the lamb on the cross, and that took it for us. So when he burned all of the equipment, he was leaving nothing else to come back to. Because then he said, he knew it would work out. He knew God wouldn't fail him. The Lord said, oh, man. The Lord called him to be something better, to be something higher than he was. Sometimes God calls the people who've hit rock bottom to be at the top of the mountain. And what mountain is this? Well, this is Mount Sinai that the Lord's glory was upon, burning fire at the top. This is it's, it's so good to know that He is willing to give us something better. Even when we've messed up, we've fell down, whimpered, whimpered away a little bit, limped. The Lord has called and said, I'm going to heal those. And how does He heal them? Well, when Jesus was here, He, like uh, Pastor DJ said, um, he went around knowing the authority, knowing the authority and saying, you're healed. Well, he knew the authority of God said, I have called you to do something. And nobody else could say anything to him about where he was supposed to be at. So, well, um, we were going to stop at verse 21. But um, I think the Lord... If, if it's okay with you, um, I think the Lord wants to speak to some of you. Mm. Whether you hear him or not, he's always talking. One time I found myself at one point asking God, do you get annoyed at me talking to you so much? And I, and I clearly heard the words, no, I, I like you having a relationship to me. Like I told Pastor DJ, it is more than just reaching heaven. It is more than just, it's more than just being, I'm saved, I'm here, I'm barely skating by. Now, when I die, I know where I'm going to be. No, it is a relationship and a love with the Father 
that something better is going to come. Something better. If you think, I'm putting it like this old country boy over here in the fields working and everything, he's got his job, but God called him to go. He called him to go, go and obey. And he did. He did not ask. He didn't ask questions. He just did it. And sometimes by doing it, the Lord, the Lord said, man plans his future out. But the Lord points your steps. So at that point, he was just pointing. I think I'm rambling on too much. Brandon, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, you're fine. I'm just... We're all just sitting here listening. <laughs> but yeah, I love the story of Elijah and Elisha. It shows so many things that not a whole lot of people get. Not a whole lot of people see, not a whole lot of people see this. And I'm just so thankful that both of us were able to be here today in good health. Everyone else was here today in good health. And I think that we're able to get up here today and do this with each other. So, hope you all enjoyed. Come on. Let's give it up for the Word of God this morning. Come on. I tell you, it takes a lot to get up here. If you didn't know that, there's a lot of people that would not come up here and try to speak the word. Uh, but these two young men, from the minute from the minute they landed on our hearts, from the minute that, that, that we thought about doing this, those two individuals, those two young men were on our hearts, and we said, we know God's going to prepare them and take care of them. Um, so, man, they did a great job. But so did the entire student ministry, y'all. Come on. It, it takes a lot. It takes a lot. Are you coming up to play? Awesome. Want something? You can stay. You want a chair? Have a chair. Uh, we might be here for a second. That's what I love about the student ministry. They don't care. I got to tell you, though, it, it's so good. And the work that goes into what you saw today is just absolutely amazing. Uh, and it, it takes a lot. So I thank everybody for teaming up and, and walking with the students to do this. But I'm telling you, these students put in prayer and they put in you know, they were studying this stuff, and they were working hard, and they, they wanted to do what was good for him, which means it's good for you. So if it's good for him, it's good for you, whether you like it or not. If it's good for him, it's good for you. And I'm just proud because this is, this is exactly what the vision was of what God showed us and downloaded in this church is this younger generation stepping up. I mean, it, I'm telling you, that we can, it's not about us. All these adults out here, it's not about you. I'm sorry, this church is not about you. Okay, I'm glad you're here, and I'm glad you're part of this, but it's about the next generation. Because if we, if we can't give them opportunities to come up, like our job is to equip them. Okay, that, that's what we're called to do. That's what ministry is called to do. We're supposed to equip the saints. Okay, so I can't equip somebody to, to operate in what God wants them to do in ministry and what God wants them to do in, in our world if we don't give them an opportunity. So, so this is what this is about. It's about giving people an opportunity. And Well, here's the good part about this. They can fail in this room. You know why? Because it's family. 
This is a safe room. This is a safe sanctuary. This is, this is a place where even if they make a mistake, it doesn't matter. Because that's how you get better, guys. You, you, you fall sometimes. You fail sometimes. I thought they did an amazing job, though. I don't think there was failure. I, I think they did an absolutely amazing job. Uh, and, and we get to do this. You know, we, this is not like a one-time thing. We try to plan this for fifth Sundays, usually four to five times a year. So if you've been here before, we've done this before. But now what you're seeing uh, is something absolutely amazing because what you're seeing is, is the fruit uh, of what we've been doing here for, for several years. Um, you know, this, and this all starts when you go all the way back. Um, before, I, I can tell you this, before I was the pastor here, we had a hard time even bringing children in the sanctuary. Just going to let you know that. And that's nothing about me. It's just that different leadership, different thought processes. And, and what the process, thought process was, we don't want them in there in worship because if they're in there in worship, then the adults can't worship. And then they're, they're, they're distracted and they can't worship. Well, here's my thing. If you're distracted when your kids are worshiping with you, then you're not worshiping at home with your kids. Because they're not a distraction. They should be worshiping right along with you because how do you raise up your children? You raise them in a way they should go, so you should be worshiping at home with them right beside you. And then it wouldn't be a distraction at church right beside you. But because we allowed them to come in, what happened was several years ago, Mama Lo, well, this was great, Mama Lo came to me and she was just like, can we bring the kids in? I was like, absolutely, let's bring the kids in. And what you're seeing now are all these kids that, that, that came out of children's ministry, and now they're up on this stage. And what God's showing you is a vision of the leaders that are going to be developed out of this place. They're, it doesn't mean they're going to stay here. It means they're going to be launched out. It means they're, they're going to do amazing works for God, and you see it all over them. And they take it seriously. There's not one of these, one of these students that, that I hadn't talked to that didn't take this seriously. They, they understood with all their heart what this meant when they got to walk up here today, the privilege it is to walk out here and speak a word and sing and, and, and do what they do. And they took it. They took it right. And I'm telling you, that is the next generation. Those are the future leaders of our church. And I'm telling you, you should be excited about that. Because I don't know another church out there that does that, and they say, we're going to equip them. We're going to do it on a Sunday. We're just going to let them go and do their own thing. Ah, that's huge. It, it is so, it is so, he does his own thing all the time. That's what I love about him. <laughs> That's so good. That's what this is about, though. It's about let, letting them be kids, letting them do their own thing, letting them learn. So I, I know that they spoke, and I'm sorry, I've been gone for a couple weeks. <laughs> you, everybody was like, yes, it's 1130. We get to go eat. This is absolutely amazing. Yes, it is amazing. It is amazing. But I do have to share just a little bit because the, this is, so important of what you're seeing here is is the vision god gave us and i need to point that out you know we, we've been talking for several weeks and several weeks this is like the eighth week that i've been speaking on it about something new happening and, and how god's doing something new not only in our church but in individuals and what you see this was new for some of these students it was new for some of them to walk up here and it was that stretch that i was telling you about that, that as you go through something new you got to rest in his presence, get intimate with the Father, understand what he's trying to tell you. And when you do that, he gives you confidence. The confidence you saw up here is because we have a lot of teenagers, right, that, that are intimate with the Father. They're intimate with him. Why? Because they have great leaders. Kevin and Crystal, thank you so much. Absolutely amazing. And they've been walking this out. And, and I don't know why Kevin's over here and Crystal's over there, but obviously, you know, whatever that is, you know, I love you guys. We do marriage counseling for staff too, it's okay. But they, they're awesome. And, and 
You don't understand what it takes to pour into the kids like that and the vision they had when they came on board to do that and the uphill battle they had to get where they're at right now. And it's pure love. It's pure just love for the father, but love for these kids. And they're, they're their kids. So if you think they're yours, that's fine. <laughs> but they, they, they feel ownership in, in what they have here. And because of that, you see that poured out in them. And what you see is these, these kids are just loved on. And because of that, they feel loved in this church. Because of that, they feel the intimacy. They've been taught intimacy. They've been taught how to pray. They've been taught how to spend time with him. That's part of who they are, okay? And that's what part of, that's the part of the kids that, that you know that when you send them here, that's what they're getting. So if you have teenagers that aren't involved in the student ministry or you have kids that aren't involved in children's ministry, I'm telling you, get them here. Because they're not just, it's just not a place to drop them off where they come in and get a cookie and go home. Okay, they're, they're, being, they're being equipped. They're just not coming in to get a good word. They're being equipped to do the work of the Father. And they're going to have opportunities to do that because that's what we're called to do, is give them opportunities and equip them to do that. So with the gathering place, as you know, uh, with, with everything going on, I'm just going to read it again because it's our, you know, it, it's what we are. It's our new vision. It's where we're going. The gathering place is a place where brokenness meets wholeness and identity is revealed where family gathers and seek a father's face in his warm embrace and where kingdom love, kingdom worship, and kingdom family are priorities in all we do and where generations are equipped, are equipped and trusted to lead and do the works of the father. Okay, and our vision is to see sons or daughters walk in true identity, changing the atmosphere everywhere we go, ushering in the love of the father and bringing light to darkness. And everything we do in this family is gonna fall back to that. So anything we do will fall back into that vision and into what we're supposed to. What you saw today falls right into who we are. Okay, everything we do. Why? Because we are kingdom love. We are kingdom family. We are kingdom worship. That's who we are. And so with this, uh, that, lot, that last piece, if you didn't catch it when I was reading up top, it said the gathering place is a place where generations are equipped, are equipped and trusted to lead and do the works of the Father. That's what you saw today. Like, like that was the vision God gave us. And then you just saw that play out this morning when we said, we're going to trust, we're going to equip them and then trust them and put them in an environment where, where, where they feel loved and they feel capable of coming up here and sharing a word with you. You know, and, and, and that's powerful. Even the worship, you know, like we said, the worship was absolutely amazing. Everybody that, I mean, I, I don't know, but we had, we had students on the drums, students on the keys. He's still on the keys. He never left. But, students on the keys we the, the only people that you know the only adults up here were another keyboard player and a couple guitar players and we love them too but they are they're always up here so that's nothing big for them but thank you for, for making all that happen Here, here's the thing it, it starts somewhere and that's what you need to understand this is the start of something you know king david when he was anointed king when samuel came and anointed him they didn't just take him and put him on the throne and say go do something Okay, they anointed him, put him out in the field and let him work for it. And he had to go through trials and he had, he had to prove and he had to work through things and God showed him things. And, you know, you hear about all the stuff that he did that was great. You don't know how many sheep he lost. <laughs> like, that's not in there. But chances are he probably didn't do it all right from get-go. But God still took him and, and, and grew him and, and raised him the right way and then used him and equipped him to do the works of the ministry. And, and that's what you're seeing here. Uh, so these opportunities that, that we're showing you is 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 huge and this is what we're going to continue to do so if, if you didn't like that i'm sorry uh i'm more concerned about equipping them than i am about having a production service than, than i am about trying to get up here and make it perfect it's not about that 
I'm more concerned about their lives and what, they, what God wants to do with them than I am about anything else. Okay, so uh, I love you. Don't get me wrong. I love y'all, and, and I love every person in here. But, man, this is special, uh, and it needs to be treated that way. So I will get some out of here. So this, this is, I'll, I'll give you some, some scripture. Mm, I want to use that now. Where'd he go? Mm. Mm. Where is he back there? Thanks, Aiden. Mm. I'm going to get this. So Galatians 6, 7 through 9. It says, God will never be mocked. For what, for what you plant will always be the very thing you harvest. The harvest you reap reveals the seed that you planted. So if you plant the corrupt seeds of self-life into this natural realm, you can expect a harvest of corruption. If you plant the good seeds of spiritual life, you will reap beautiful fruits that grow from the everlasting life of the Spirit. And don't allow yourselves to be weary in planting good seeds for the season of reaping the wonderful harvest you've planted is coming. If you want to play, play. <laughs> I told him when we, before he came up here this morning, I said, man, just get up there and be yourself. That's him. That's him. Randomly, he'll just be like, Boop. you're like bleeping me. So here's the thing. A lot of people will read this and they try to apply it to finances, which is great. And you can, but apply that to what we're doing. What you're seeing is the fruit of the seeds that have been planted. Okay, so you're going to harvest what you plant. You can't, you can't plant cucumbers and then go look for your tomatoes. It ain't gonna, you're not going to get tomatoes. Okay, so what are you planting? What are you planting in your kids? What are you planting in our students? What are we planting in the kids at this church? What are you allowing your kids to plant in their lives? Where is most of their time spent? Is it on social media? Is it on YouTube? Is it on all this other stuff? Where is their time planted? Because that's planting seeds too. It's so important. You understand that, that, that what you plant, you will harvest. Okay, we got to be very careful on how we raise our kids. And what I'm telling you is that when you get them around people that absolutely love them, that, that, are, that are giving them the right stuff and giving them the right word and, and, and walking them through the process and equipping them, you can, you can expect a good harvest out of that. That's important. That's important. Nothing? Oh, they muted you. <laughs> you don't have to mute them. I'm going to play off that. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. On cue. Proverbs 22.6 says, Dedicate your children to God and point them in the way they should go, and the values they've learned from you will be with them for life. And you need, you need to take that to heart. I'll probably talk more about that next week. But you need to take that to heart. You want to raise them up. You need to spend time with them. You need to make sure um, that they're getting filled up with the Holy Ghost and not with the world. Because we live in a world that's very confusing, a world that doesn't understand identity, a world that doesn't understand who they are and what they're supposed to do. We need to be very cautious on what we're allowing our kids to be around. So what you saw today was a training ground, an equipping ground, an empowering ground. In Ephesians 4.11, nah, I'm not going to get into that. You already know that. I'm going to jump down. Matthew 21, 14 through 26. This is what I love about this. 
It says, then the blind and the crippled came into the temple. When I'm reading this, you got to understand, this is right after Jesus flips the tables. So you can, we'll get into that. That's a whole other story. But it says, then the blind and the crippled, after he flips the table, the blind and the crippled came into the temple courts and Jesus healed them all. And the children circled around him, shouting out blessings and praises to the son of David. But when the chief priests and religious scholars heard the children shouting and saw the wonderful miracles of healing, they were furious. They said to Jesus, don't you hear what these children are saying? That is not right. And Jesus answered, yes, I hear them. But have you never read the scripture from the lips of children and infants? You have ordained praise. Mm. I'm telling you, it's amazing that, that where the issues of the children singing and praising came from was from religion. It was from the people that, that thought they knew it all, from the people that, that were trying to stop what was going on. But right there, it says that. This is, and you go down to Psalms 8, 1, through 2, 1 and 2. It says, Yahweh, our sovereign God, your glory streams from the heavens above, filling the earth with the majesty, with the majesty of your name. People everywhere will see your splendor. You have built a stronghold by the songs of children. Strength rises up with the chorus of infants. The, the kind of praise... This kind of praise has power to shut Satan's mouth. Childlike worship will silence the madness of those who oppose you. What you saw today was, was students crying out, children crying out, songs of children crying out, and it will shut the mouth of the devil. That's what it does. That's the power that we're giving them. That, that's what we're trying to equip them with here at the church is to, to let them understand the power and the authority they have if they just operate in that. Understand who they are, understand their identity, understand who God made them to be, and then walk in that authority and not be ashamed of it. <laughs> that was way off. That was a little more dramatic than that, you know. There you go. I think I said enough. That's pretty powerful. I just, I just wanted to say this, that um, I need to share that because that comes out of the vision of who we are. What you're seeing today is not a one-time thing. What you're seeing is an equipping of, of kids to go do the work of the Father. And that's what I care about. That's what we care about here. So get them plugged in. I love what these guys were saying. I love what, what we're talking about. You can't do life alone. You've got to get plugged in. I, I love... I love that, that these, and these aren't the only people that are going to be speaking. They're, we've already had several children. We've had, we've, we've had several children speak from all different ages. And every time they spoke, it was a powerful word. And it was meant for somebody, and somebody had to hear it. God would not ordain this unless it was meant for somebody. Okay, so, so what I encourage you is if, if God spoke to you and you get a chance to talk to them, let them know. Because that's probably one of the biggest things you deal with when you come up here is listening to God and saying, you want me to say something, Lord, but I don't know if anybody's going to get it. <laughs> so there's an encouragement there. There, there, there. There's part of that where when you come down and someone says, hey, by the way, that was for me. And what that teaches them is to obey. What that teaches them is that when God tells them to say something, to obey that and say it because there's power in that, right? So, so, so there's, there's boldness in that. And we want our students to be bold. Right? So, so our students are growing up now in, in this intimacy with the Lord. Because of that, they get confident. And when they get confident, they get bold. And when these kids get bold, they're going to change their schools. They're going to change the city. They're going to change the nation. It has to start somewhere. Why not here? 
Why not here? Why not our kids? Why not the gathering place? Why can't we do it here? So that's what you get to take home today. If you came for a word, I hope you got one inside of that. I hope you. I hope that you know. I told them today. I said when you're when you, when you're speaking and when you're up here, remember this. You never know what your job is to do. Are you just plowing? Are you are you are you plowing? Are you seeding? Are you weeding? Are you harvesting? I said there's going to be some people in this room that's never heard teenagers come up and speak on a Sunday. So what you just did is broke the ground for them to open their heart and realize they can receive a word no matter how old somebody is. If if God will use them, and if you will listen, He will have a word. I'll leave it at that. And I thank you guys uh, for coming out. I thank you for being here for these teens and these kids. And I'm just excited about what God's going to do with them. And uh, it's just, it's it's awesome. Uh, I thank everybody. You know, I will say this. We thank everybody that reached out to us while we were gone. You know, we dealt with some, some multiple different family issues all at once. And where our job was to actually, we were actually not supposed to be here two weeks ago. That was a game plan to go up. Like we said, we're going to do kingdom family. So what that meant is that we, were, we went up to Illinois to, to speak into to some churches up there and to pour into them. Unfortunately, when we got out that Sunday, not that Sunday, but the Sunday prior, when we finished up here, we, my wife got a text right in, the, right in the beginning of service that her mom was in ICU and, and, and wasn't breathing or she was out and they, they couldn't get her going and all this stuff. So we rushed out of here, went straight down there, um, and, and we got to lay hands on her and pray for her, which was absolutely amazing. And then and, and guess what we got to do? Then we got to make, and we put her on a ventilator, which sometimes you don't want to do, but we just prayed through it because that's what she needed. And then guess what? She got released from the hospital and went home. So, and we had to be down there for that though, because I believe the power came with us. The angels came before us and we were just going down to be obedient to the Lord and pray for her. Um, so she's home and she's on, you know, she's got some stuff she has to do, but she's, she's 83, 84, 83, 83. Um, so we love her and we're going to continue to look after her and her sister showed up and we got a lot of family, but then right. And then while we were down there, my grandmother died. So, so at the same time, I was like, okay, Lord, what else is coming our way? And they were like, Hey, can you do the funeral up in New York? So, so our trip went, went from here all the way down there, all the way up to Illinois and then all the way over to New York and then all the way back down. Um, but man, we realized how much we missed the family. Every time I'm gone from here, even, even for a Sunday, we realize how much we love y'all and how much we miss y'all and how powerful it is. We, we went to, you know, we went to two different, three different services. Uh, and it was, you know, there were great services, but it wasn't home. There were great services, but it wasn't home. And God's doing amazing things in all those places, but it wasn't home. So we love you all. We thank you for the cards. We thank you for the phone calls and the texts and all the other stuff that went out um, uh, to support us along the way. But guess what? We're good. Uh, We made it all the way through and we were good and made it through a funeral, which was awesome. Um, It's just dealing with people that don't understand what you understand. And that's always hard. But man, God put us in the right place at the right time to to, to deal with what we had to deal with. And And then because of that, I could trust somebody like Kevin and Crystal and the rest of the team, and they brought a phenomenal word together. We got to watch that online. Didn't they do good? So awesome. Man, I love you guys. So powerful. You'd have got so much more if Kevin would have been quiet and just let Crystal speak the whole time. I love you, brother. It's, and then Brother Rick last week, come on. I, <laughs> this is what God does. He puts those people in the family 
And because of that, it, well, you know what I love is I don't have to be here. I love being here. But I know that there wasn't a worry in my heart, man, when, when we stepped away. I didn't think once of what's going to happen because we have a family. And, and any one of you out there, uh, I could have called you and you would have probably been like, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> and it would have went on. That's so cool. It's so cool to be part of a family where you don't worry about anything. Um, life happens and you just go with it. And, and you just get to love people and they love back and we get to be part. That's why this is not a normal church, guys. This is a family. And we get to come together as a family. We get to celebrate together. We get to cry together. We get to do life together. We get to eat together, which I know some of you are going to go do here in just a second. Okay, so, but we just wanted to thank you from the bottom of our heart. We love you guys. We love everybody here that makes this happen all the time. Everybody working all around in the back and the children and the students and, and the greeters and everybody, you know, you just don't see everything that happens in a family like this till you're away from it and then you come back, you know. There, there was a conference in here Friday and Saturday. And this place is empty again. No chairs in here. And, and we have family that just, they're here and they just put everything back together. I mean, stuff just happens behind the scenes that nobody sees because we just have people that love this place and, and, and we'll do whatever it takes to make it work. So I thank you from the bottom of our heart. So we're gonna surrender this to Father and just let him do what's best. And we're gonna get out of here uh, and release you, but let's pray first. So, so Father, we love you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for what you're doing in this house. We thank you for the love in this house. We thank you. Father, I just thank you personally for every person in here, every person that calls this, this their family, Lord, that, that we get to do life together. I thank you for bringing them into my life, and I thank you for allowing us to do this. So, Father, I thank you for the word spoken today. Bless these young men. Father, be with them, guide them, lead them, continue to strengthen them, give them knowledge and wisdom. Father, thank you for this worship team today. I thank you for all the work that went into that, all the prayer that went into that. Father, all, all, all the hard work that goes in, thank you for that, Lord. Thank you that, that we got to worship you this morning through the voice of babes. <laughs> and that's so good to, to see children cry out. And so, Lord, we thank you for that. And Father, we, we just surrender everything to you. Father, we, we do. We surrender everything to you. We ask you to have your way in this house. And, and Lord, as... As we move forward with this, it, you know, I'm going to ask our prayer partners. You know, we have two crosses on the side of the sanctuary, and our prayer partners will be over there for you. So if you need prayer before you leave, please do not um, do not hesitate to go just talk to somebody and get some prayer. We want to pray for you. We love you. And if you need prayer this morning, let us pray for you. There's power in prayer. Um, so, I, so whatever that is, we'll have prayer partners over at the cross. Just make your way that way. Um, and, and you can speak with them and, and talk with them. Uh, if that's you, you want maybe maybe today you you finally caught a glimpse of what God can do in your life. Maybe you've never taken that step before. Maybe you were confused about that or, or weren't sure you wanted to do that. If, if that's you today, if you said, you know what, I want to do that, I want to surrender my heart, you do that right where you're at. You just need to accept Him in your heart. You just need to believe in your heart, right? And and just you can cry out to Him. You can you can go talk to a prayer partner. I can't pray a prayer for you that that that, that gets you born again. That's something you do inside of your heart. You make that decision. Okay, so that's something, but, but I please, if, if that's the decision you're making, come talk to a prayer partner. Let them walk you through that. Let them help you through that. Um, tell you the next steps and give you information and wonderful stuff uh, that we can do to, to tell you the next step and, and what to do. So, um, so yeah, please just do that. Other than that, we're just, what's up, Kevin? Good? All right. All right, then let me pray. Our, our ushers, they'll have baskets at the door. If you want to give, you can give at the door before you leave. Um, we just believe in giving here. We can't do any of this without that. We can't, you know, we, we, we just can't do it. So it's awesome. We get to bless even that Pavilion Village 
um, we get to pour into them and we get to help we, we help several missions and we get to do amazing things because of what you do we have a church that gives so thank you for that thank you for the fact that you trust the father that much that you give and, and believe in that so so i thank you for that and father so we just surrender it all to you we ask you to have your way right now lord have your way touch the hearts in this house open their hearts father we we thank you for your love so just saturate us with your love father empower us this week put people in front of us that need to just feel your love let us be the example of you to them this week lord so so father we ask for those divine appointments father other than that we just we just surrender it all to you god have your way we love you lord we thank you in jesus mighty name amen and amen come on y'all there you go that's what i'm talking about we love